1: One night in Edmonton, we were out on the town, and there was a guy by the name of Bane Norrie. How about that? Bane says, I'd never tell you guys about the night I was out with the Rolling Stones. And I'm like, come on! What was Mick Jagger like? And he's like, well, no, no. Mick Jagger and Keith Richards weren't there. It was the rest of the band. And I hit the floor.
2: You weren't with the Rolling Stones then, Bane. Keith Richards and Mick Jagger are the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like- this is the Rod Peterson Show.
1: Hi, everybody. Indeed it is. It's Hour 2 of the RP Show. We're coming at you live on the Game Plus television network across all 10 Canadian provinces. Television in 31 U.S. states. We're on the radio in Atlanta. W-Q-E-E. Shout out to the Peach State. We are Atlanta's NHL show. We're streaming it on your favorite podcast platform. We've... uh, Normally what we do in Hour 1, we look back at last night's games and in Hour 2, we preview tonight's games. But let's bring in, right off the top, Darren Drager from TSN to go back to last night's game. Drake's good to see you again. You get younger every time I see you. And how about this? More hockey, more hockey. The Leafs stayed alive. Be- the Bee Gees could have brought you game four last night. Uh, what was the difference, man, from your analytic hat from games three yeah. and four for the Buds? Well, look, I mean,
3: to succeed in any level of hockey, you've got to have a level of compete, right? A sense of urgency. Uh, The Maple Leafs didn't have that in the first three games of the series against the the Florida Panthers, but they brought that in game four to stave off elimination. And it comes in many different forms, Rod, as you know, but one of the key indicators is self-sacrifice. And I think there were three Toronto Maple Leafs players who didn't record a blocked shot. And it's Timothy Lilligren on defense and then Michael Bunning and uh, William Nylander as forward. So there's a commitment in that game to stave off elimination that we didn't see in the first three. And they also needed a break. And, man, did they get a break. You know, on the power play, Bunting is trying to keep the puck down below the goal line. And he banks it in on his backhand off the knee of referee John McIsaac. It caroms out front. And William Nylander deftly. Uh, scores the, the first goal of the game and a big one. So an enormous opportunity that Toronto finally capitalized on, and I, I think that gave them a little bit of breathing room that, okay, as long as they continue to work hard, which they did for the rest of the game, that this series is still very much alive.
1: Well, uh, I don't know what the odds are. It was 95% going into Game 4 that the Panthers yeah. would win this thing, uh, but I'm sure that has that clearly dropped. But let me ask you this, because I'm here and I've gone to the games, and I don't know how much... Maybe you spent a ton of time talking about this, Dregs, but the pressure on the Leafs players individually and as a franchise. Mm-hmm. I saw it firsthand here, and it's immense. Is yeah. there any correlation uh, from that to 1967 in your mind?
3: Uh yeah a bit you know it's as we know rod it's an enormous market and if you're a leafs fan you don't have to live in the greater toronto area i mean they are worldwide so they get it from all from all comers but you know this is a group that has been given ample opportunity and time to develop for the most part they've been together seven years and you're looking at superstar talent here in austin matthews and in mitch minor they bring in john Tavares, the captain via trade you know pay him a king's ransom on the contract extension and then you've got william nylander and go down the list and they had not been playing to the level of their ability and what made it i think a bit worse was you know some of the the sniping towards the media earlier this week particularly from Marner. now i i can appreciate you know his angst and his level of frustration because you're answering the same batch of questions you know, basically every day as as long as you're available to the media. But that grinds on you. And Marner especially seems to be a beacon for negativity uh, among the, the legion of Toronto Maple Leafs fans. But the, the, the best way to silence the critics and to push the noise away is to play the way that the team played last night. Is there pressure on him going into game five? Of course there is. But there's also now pressure on Matthew Kachuk and the Florida Panthers. I mean, Kachuk acknowledged rightly so going into game four. Hey, there's no pressure on us. Well, they lost game four. Now if they lose game five in Toronto, that pressure becomes significant on the
1: Florida Panthers. No
3: doubt about that.
1: (sighs) I could talk about this forever. You do. So I'm going to move on because you you might at some point get bored of talking about the Leafs. I don't know. But – (laughs) <laughs> it's not like they haven't tried every single thing in Toronto. I'm sitting there watching the game going, maybe they need older vets than the kids yeah, like Marner and Matthews. This, yeah, they've tried it all. So I don't know what the answer is. Uh, hey, no. to your Vegas Golden Knights, and I say that somewhat tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, I know what you're Brandon, doing here, Rod. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> the Brandon Golden Knights. <laughs> what a war, man. What a war. Is the yeah, NHL yeah. disciplinary department getting concerned the way this is going
3: well yeah i mean the way it concluded no question um i, I believe and, and we're not going to know until later today so the disciplinary hearing for alex petrangelo after the slash and leon dry uh happens later this afternoon 2 30 pacific time so they'll make a, a determination at some point later today you know with uh, with uh, the next game set for tomorrow the easy way out for the Department of Player Safety here is just call it a wash. I mean, Petrangelo clearly had been tired of, of being targeted and pestered by Vander Kane and the Edmonton Oilers, so he takes it out on a star player for the Oil, and that's Leon Draisaitl. Uh, now, Petrangelo could have done some damage. I don't believe that he was targeting. You know, I mean, he targeted the pad, the arm, but he didn't target the bare wrist of Leon Draisaitl. But that doesn't excuse the significance of the slash. I think he gets at least one game, but doesn't get offset by Darnell Nurse, who got the instigator penalty? Now, the Department of Player Safety can also rescind the one-game suspension, but it is very unusual that the National Hockey League pulls back the actual instigator penalty. And Nurse traveled a long way to engage with Nick Hague. So I, I think you take A player from each roster out of the lineup. We're talking about significant defense in Nurse and Pat And the series supervisor reminds the coaches and the general managers, okay, we understand the level of hate is developing here, but we cannot have big slashes and instigating issues like we had late in the game. And maybe that's enough to curb it a bit.
1: Boy, you explained that very concisely. And maybe by today they've simmered down, but maybe I almost doubt it. You've been in these <laughs> playoff series. It doesn't go away the next day. No. No, it doesn't. And especially the way that
3: game ended. Now, I dumbly, and I, this is full disclosure, right? I acknowledged this on social media earlier today. You know, it's a, we, we get tired here in the East, Rod. I know it's an excuse, but, you know, you got to stay up. I work the, the Leafs game, so... <clears throat> You know it's after midnight it's like four nothing early in the third i'm like okay the oil have this one in hand i'm going to bed so i missed all the shenanigans but i was up at about six thirty eastern this morning and uh, got all caught up with it but hey i'm okay with some old school retaliation i am uh, but there has to be a line drawn for everything i think that this this series is still going to have plenty of bite in it um you know try and explain the back and forth one team gets beaten up on the score sheet and then they bounce back and they do the same to the other club on the score sheet. So I'm looking forward to the next one. We're all going to have to tune in and stay awake for it. Oh,
1: okay. Stop. <laughs> Were you calling the game with the Marty Murray, the brawl, the Pats and the wheat Kings and the agrodome? What year was that? I don't think it's that like 90, 93. I want to say
3: 93. N- yeah no i was gone by then
1: unfortunately were you gone by that okay yeah. I guess lou lou was calling it for the past but you know you know <laughs> marty murray's dad was into it and all oh, that great geez. stuff i i guess yeah i guess we can't have that anymore which is yeah. terrible um but you also know because you've been through those wars when you have all the build-up now like what's leading up to game five usually there's yeah. nothing
3: yeah, right. and you're, you're 100% right, and it's it's really because of the significance of the games, right, and what's on the line. We've all watched and admired, sit at the edge of our seat watching that Oilers power play. I mean, Bruce Cassidy doesn't have to remind his guys, look, we've got to stay out of the penalty box, and and I'm not one who likes to pile on officiating. You know, every year we go through the same thing in the first round where everybody's screaming about the wild inconsistency and then the players seem to get it and it settles down later in the first round. But it does seem like they're letting more and more go here in the second round, until they don't, Rod, until they don't. And then all of a sudden, the power play either way, and you're on the ropes. So I still think that there's going to be a high level of physicality. Look to both sides. And then Evander Kane is just a pain in the backside. He just is. And that's when he's playing the right way and his wires aren't touching. So you know that he's going to continue to to, to play that side of, of what he's capable of doing. And the Vegas Golden Knights have pushed back in that regard as well. So it's going to be a fun one to the conclusion.
1: I'm taking an informal poll this week from our guests on how you feel about Connor Bedard going number one overall to Chicago. And we've got some really surprising results. I'd be interested in yeah. your thoughts on it.
3: Well... <laughs> From a pure business perspective in the NHL, uh, this is probably best-case scenario, right? I mean, Chicago is such a major factor in the growth of revenue in the National Hockey League, and, and we saw that during the heydays of the Chicago Blackhawks when Taves and Kane were doing what they did and, and all of that. Um, and and for Bedard and his family, wonderful city. But then, you know, there's, there's also the entertainment side of me that, looks at the anaheim ducks and goes man i would have loved to have seen him saddle up beside Trevor egress i mean the creativity that would have come from those two young players would have been a spectacle no doubt about that and i think you can build that case with uh, the columbus blue jackets you know the montreal Canadiens, any team that was in that mix but from a business standpoint the fact that he lands in chicago I think is a very good thing, but it's also why it sparked all the nonsense on social media about how how the process is rigged. I don't believe that for a second. I know that that is inaccurate, 100% false, but I'm also a fan of entertainment. And what we saw the other night, and I'm not blaming NHL Network. I'm not blaming ESPN. I'm not blaming anyone other than how can you take an opportunity with a player as skilled as Connor Bedard? and roll out a draft lottery that for me couldn't have been more boring. So I I just, I don't know how they, how they change the sequence of events, the mathematic geniuses that need to get involved in the process to make it more entertaining, but they've got to find a way because that felt like a miss to
1: me. It was uh, 22 minutes in they finally announced who was getting the number one overall pick. So yeah. I'm with you on that, but what, while I have you here, my hockey guys telling me that Anaheim and Columbus, they're still going to get good players. How much are you on top yeah. of the prospects? Cause you're not doing the world Jays anymore. If I'm not mistaken, are you following no. that?
3: Nah, I follow it because I'm a fan and, uh, and, and I'm doing the Memorial cup, at least parts fitting Kamloops this year mm. as I did last year. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Rod, as you know, I mean, we're cut from the same cloth in that sense. So because of that in the history and, and, you know, the feeder systems that are provided here, I do pay attention to World Juniors, but I concede to Bobby Mack and, and Craig Button and all those guys that know these players so well. i very familiar with Fantilli. Uh, it seems likely that, you know, he's going to go in that two spot. And Jarmo Kalin isn't showing his hand, nor should he, but he's pretty convinced that, you know, he's going to get a real good player in the three-hole. What I look toward beyond the player is like the Montreal Canadiens. There's a team that's in a full retool. You know, having that number five pick, man, that's pure gold currency because you know you're getting a good player if you choose to draft. But maybe you want to move up a little bit because you want to get in that conversation for a better player. Yeah. Or maybe you've, you're comfortable that you're going to get somebody in the seven to 10 spot. So you flip that pick and you're part of a bigger package. One thing we've learned from Ken Hughes and Jeff Gorton in Montreal, man. They're not afraid to swing for the fence. So that's the intrigue
1: around that draft ladder that keeps me going. Oh, good, good. Well, hey, here's a story that will warm your heart and for the rest of the day. We were going go okay. to go the, to the member in Kamloops with this show, and we were talking yeah. about who's going to be on it. And I was told by a hockey guy out there, Greg Drennan wants no part of the show or you. And I said, really? it's It's mutual. Huh. <laughs> There's a good old dub, dub relationship. Wow. You know how? <laughs> oh, I couldn't care less. I'm just saying. Well, I'll tell you what, Rod. I, don't, I what? don't care what Greg Drennan
3: thinks or says. or It doesn't matter to me. What I will say is if you and the show are at the Memorial Cup in Kamloops, I will do the show twice if you need me. Just How about that?
1: Oh, great. Oh, here we go. Like well, you always help, <laughs> always help us out. Always help us out, Dregs. I don't think we're going to get here now because I'm in South Florida. I'm expecting a Stanley uh, Cup run from my ne- now my you. cats. So uh, uh-huh. thanks, man. <laughs> thanks for the chat. Enjoy the hockey. Thanks, Dregs. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Rod. All right. Uh, the pride of Saskatchewan. I'm going to say Churchbridge, Langenberg area. The great Darren Drager. We'll be right back. No, no, no. Yeah, we do. We'll take a break and come back with the moose, and we'll get into all these topics and more. What a fun chat that was. It's the RP Show, and we are live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Podcasts, form, and Streaming. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the
0: subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
1: The place to be, Uh, my happy place. But as I've understood, it's not everybody's, but it certainly is mine. FLA Live Arena, uh, that is the the scene on an off day. We'll see if they're back here for a game six come Sunday. But we know Leafs and Panthers will meet Friday night at Scotiabank Arena with Toronto again playing for their lives. Uh, By the way, just before we bring the moose back in, we'll talk about whatever you folks would like to talk about today. We'll do a viewer and audience takeover early, but Woody's RV World presents the summer football road trip hosted by the Rod Peterson Show and Engelheim. Tickets are available now at rodpeterson.com. It includes charter transportation for Regina and Calgary and back. June 23rd to the 25th, two nights accommodations at the beautiful Hotel Cleek Calgary Airport with complimentary breakfasts. That's where I stay when I'm in Calgary. Exclusive pre- and post-game parties hosted by me, And a ticket to the Rough Riders and the Calgary Stampeders on June 24th. What more could be better? Uh, I'll tell you what could be better. For Saskatoonians and people in the Saskatoon area, right now at Woody's RV World Saskatoon location, save 15% off all regularly priced and in-stock parts and accessories. Plus, each purchase of parts and accessories qualifies you for a draw. Entry for two seats on the RP Show Summer Football Road Trip Giveaway, which is the trip I just talked about. Last but not least, all RV purchases at Saskatoon's Woody's RV World qualify for 10 entries into the draw. Winner to be drawn the weekend of June 17th. So Join me for some CFL football in Calgary on the summer football road trip presented by Woody's RV World in Engelheim. Okay, the moose is here. And before I jump into what's the latest that I have, any takeaways from the Drager interview or any of the other things that have gone down, moose?
2: Well, I'll tell you, uh, just on your last point of our football road trip, tickets are starting to, to go, and they're starting to move. Nice. And they're going to move really fast once football season really gets started and people are making their summer plans. So you do want to get on this trip early. Otherwise, you might risk uh, being left behind and not being a part of it. So there's that. And uh, continuing to just monitor all the NHL channels here for potential news uh, kind of by the minute here.
1: Okay. Cool, gotcha. Bruno is watching in Hinton, Alberta, and he says, "Hi, crew. You're looking great." Thank you, Bruno. Aren't you full of compliments? I feel like he's talking about the crown and robe from Bet Regal. I'm not sure. Do you have breaking news? Yes. Now you're making me nervous. Now do you have breaking news? No. No news. You know yet. what I'll you let need you is know. a bell. What you need is a bell. I need a bell. Yes. <laughs> you gotta get one. Brian and Beau Sejour. Manitoba says, Rod, you just need a purple shirt to tie it all in. Trust me, bro, I got one. What do you think? I'm a rookie. I got a purple shirt. I just wanted it to pop today. Um, Yeah, and I appreciate those that I can't get to their text messages, but maybe later. 902-518-3033 to reach us in the Florida studio or on Twitter, which reminds me, let's update the poll question today. Oh, there's so much going on. Update the results for Key Auto Group. The question is, how many game suspension should Mr. Petrangelo, Alex Petrangelo, get for his slash on Leon last night? One, zero games, one game, two games, or three or more. By the way, it's brought to you by Key Auto Group, the all-new Sportage reimagines innovation in in motion an urban SUV design with all the comforts for your next adventure. Order yours today at keyyorktonkia.com or by calling 306-783-2772. The 2023 Kia Sportage movement that inspires leading the way right now. It's two games. Darren Dreger just told us that we, he isn't expecting anything until late in the day on any suspension at all. Um, what, what are they saying on YouTube, Clark? Do you have a update on that by chance? Oh, the, the, the majority on YouTube saying one game only for the Alex Petrangelo chop. I really thought Dreger... Uh, 32% say two games. So it's very close. But Drager said this is just old school retaliation. And... Moving on, Darren, I'm going to need your opinion on this. That's why I have you here. I'm a little, little disappointed in the Calgary Flames, and I want your take. This from Frank Soravelli today from Daily Faceoff. He said, why hasn't Brad Tree Living's name popped up for front office job openings? Teams are interested, but sources say early indication is the Flames do not plan to permit Tree Living to interview for vacancies until after his contract expires on June 30th. We'll see if that changes. I just can't work in sports anymore, and that's why. It's the wrong thing. And I don't know, maybe they have their own reasons. Convince me why they already decided he's not coming back. Why do you got to wait till his contract expires? Why you got to hoop the guy?
2: My first thought is, okay, how does this affect the Flames? You know, you want to make sure that teams aren't taking your guy and that you have the best um, candidates available for your GM job. And as you're saying that, I'm thinking, okay, but restricting Brad Tree Living from hitting the market doesn't benefit you. It actually fills an opening where a team might have taken your guy. Brad Tree living's not coming back to the flames. So why not let him go and fill one of the open GM positions so that all the candidates are focused on your job and you get the pick of the litter? right? So I don't think there's any downside. Again, there may be financial downside, I'm not sure, or what that looks like, the implications, but I don't think there's any downside to having Brad Tree Living go unless you're worried about him going somewhere and bringing a Craig Conroy Mm -hmm. and a Jerome McGinley and guys you have tagged for your front office with you. If you're thinking that he's going to go there and then convince those guys to come with him as an assistant GM, then you would maybe hold off.
1: You're basically saying it's a business move, not a personal move, and you may or may not be right. I, I look at it personally, and I always look at things personally first, and I don't know that that's right. But Safe Moon dog watching on the streams, writes in and says, Last summer, tree living was a legend. This year, not so much. What? We've put that to bed. Rich in Edmonton says, very petty move by Calgary. i tell you what, whether it's business or personal, what would be classy is if they said, your contracts up, Brad, you can go wherever you want. You know, whatever the reason they're doing this, either way, I believe is bad. And Calgary's got, <laughs> we heard it all. And I don't, under, I don't know, I don't really care anymore how it's taken what I say. Because I feel like Eric Francis at Sportsnet has said the most horrible things about the Flames. He's still got a job. I see Ryan Whitney of spit and Chicklets taking all these swipes at the NHL for certain. So why why don't I? So I'm going to step in there and say the Calgary Flames, it's no secret, have a very toxic culture. They feel that maybe getting rid of Daryl Sutter and I guess Brad Tree living is a step towards that. And now you do this? You can't point the finger at Daryl and say he was the problem, then turn around and do this. In my mind, you want to show, show a signal to your own people and the rest of the National Hockey League that we're gonna operate on goodwill, this is how you would do it. Um, any thoughts on that before I move on?
2: Yeah, that that's definitely what's what's out there. You wanna you wanna show the world and and the hockey community that, you know, you do what's right by people. And I think giving him an opportunity, if Brad misses out on an opportunity because positions are getting filled. Now, I don't think he would have been in the running for Philly, maybe in the conversation, but they've got their guys. Okay, they stuck with their guys. Um, But if open positions like Pittsburgh and other places get filled and he doesn't get a shot at it, yeah, I'd be pretty upset if I was Brad Trelawing.
1: I mean, I get it. This is the way sports is now, and I'm still dealing with the purgatory of some of these things. When do you get over it? When do you get over it? Rick and watching. And is it June watching? 30th? He... Yeah. Sorry. Or, or 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 yeah. No, no. Or is it past that?
2: But if it's June 30th, Brad... the other the other yeah. side of it is free agency, Rod. It's free agency too. Like maybe they'd be worried. Like we know how well Brad Tree Living is thought of. Peter Labardius came on here and basically, you know, sung how great of a guy and well-respected Brad Treeliving is. He gets hired before free agency. All of a sudden, you might see guys jump ship. You might be losing your free agents. You know, you might lose your other candidates for a GM job to go work in that organization. If he's that well-liked, that could be a, a real dangerous situation for Calgary.
1: You just saw Richard Edmonton write in and say A very petty move by Edmonton. This is what I don't understand and why I, I've never really understood it. But why part of the reason why I'm so happy is I've moved on. I don't think about it anymore. But Cervelli was taking swipes at the Flames all year with why are they doing this? Why are they benching this guy? Why are they doing that? And I'm like, you're not at the games, brah. If you were here, I would tell you why they're benching Cadre with a minute to go in a big game or Huberto because they're a liability. Um, And that's what annoys me is when I say anything criticizing the Canadian Football League, it's off with my head. I don't understand. How come he can say it and I (laughs) can't? Don't answer. I know you have an answer for that. I don't want to hear it. 902-518-3033 is the number to reach us here. Aaron at Edmonton says, hey, Rod, while in South Florida, have you ever considered going to an Inter-Miami soccer game? I absolutely have and will. They have uh, beautiful black and pink uniforms. That's right, pink. Calgary Hitman colors, the old Calgary Hitman color. And their stadium's about, I think I looked it up, 12 miles from where I'm sitting right here, our South Florida studios. So I'll look at the schedule. Shoot, maybe I'll go when Moose shows up in town. Um, Wayne in BC says, even if it's a professional move, it still feels personal to the person, i.e. Brad Tree Living. I'm being very careful on uh, how I word things, but Darren's been around me a long time. It's when I get screwed over, I'm told it's just business, Rod. When I do this screwing over, it's you're a... You're going to pay for this. How come it work both ways? Can we talk to Brad Tree Living about how he feels about this? Um, they want to talk about the slash last night and the Darnell Nurse thing. Uh, B.W. Okay. It started with this. Jason and Red Deer says, I just re-looked at the Darnell Nurse situation. You know, Hag and Fogle aren't fighting. Hag had just checked Fogle into the boards It held him for a second. Then Nurse comes in. So Nurse isn't the third man into the fight because there was no fight happening. BW from Edmonton chimes in and says, How big the swing was on Leon reminded me of the film of Ted Green getting a tomahawk chop, getting a hockey stick across his head. That was the most old school of old school. Like, Dreger just said it. I thought it was interesting, and I believe that Darren Dreger and Bob McKenzie, his godfather, have a pipeline right into the NHL offices in downtown New York. I believe they do, and I, that is—that's a good thing for Dregs and Bob McKenzie. They're kind of used as the mouthpiece of the NHL. Do you think Dregs is right that when they announce discipline, they call it even? It's either one game for Nurse and Petro, or two games
2: for each, and call it a day. What do you think? I think so. I think. I, I think you know all. Lines are pointing, and all uh, signs are pointing to one game each. You know, when you look at the nurse situation for instigator in that situation, it, it's going to get reviewed. And if they determine there was no instigator, great. Then there's no suspension potentially. But you talk about Hag throwing the first eight punches. I think they counted them up on video to get that number. Um, doesn't matter. I mean, nurse came in as a retaliation to what was going on and grabbed him. And and, and I think when you look at the letter of what the instigator is. It's going to be really tough to overturn that. But if you're going to suspend that and not suspend the slash, that's going to be really hard to justify too. So I think the clean thing is to just give them both a game. It's a big piece for each organization that will be hard to replace. Um, And I think everybody, they won't be happy, but at least they'll be able to understand it. And I think that's the big thing. Colin
1: and Ottawa... On the tree living thing, Colin writes in and he says, the oil barons that own the flames and stamps are so cheap and petty. The super rich might have all the money, but they can't buy class. I'd love to know who's behind this decision with Brad tree living. And it's a good point. Even if it is business, it's still not classy. And if you want to know why you are where you are and why you have the image that you do, it's things like this. Jason in Edmonton, sorry, Jen in the fourth Seasons says, uh, would Darnell Nurse be suspended in the regular season for the same thing? Petro would be for sure. I don't know. And Rich in Edmonton says, I agree with Moose. One game each and we all move on. So, as Darren Drager said, we'll find out later today. Moose, I'll see you back here for overtime. What do you say?
2: You bet. Sounds good. Okay.
1: Brian Munns joins us next. The radio voice of the WHL Eastern Conference, Winnipeg Ice. We're live on on the Game Plus. Yes, sir. Buggy Munns joins us next on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, podcast, and live streaming. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now.
5: You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content
1: you may have missed. Are you tired of overspending on your purchases? Say hello to local deals available on the MySask411 app, which brings you amazing deals and offers right at your fingertips. With a few taps, you can save big on your next shopping spree, from dining to clothing. MySask411 has discounts for all your needs. Download the MySask411 app and start saving today.
4: Get the card that gets you every blockbuster movie this summer for just 9 dollars Landmark Extras Movie Club. Every movie, every ticket, just 9 dollars Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Fast X, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, The Flash, Oppenheimer, The Little Mermaid, Barbie, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, The Meg 2, and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Yep, just 9 dollars Get all the movies, get the deal. Join today at LandmarkExtras.com. Landmark Cinema's Movie Club. For movie lovers.
1: Off day in this series of the Stanley Cup playoffs. It was a good look at FLA Live Arena where the Leafs won 2-1 Wednesday night and uh, Game 5 in Toronto Friday. Toronto wins it. We'll be back in that joint come Sunday. But we're on the eve of the Western Hockey League Championship and joining us to talk about it is the outstanding voice of the Winnipeg Ice and our longtime friend, Brian Munns and Munsey. I can't imagine. Dub final. Refresh my memory. Ever done one? Ever been there before? No, I haven't.
5: Uh, I've been to a Stanley Cup final a couple of times. I've been to the Calder Cup. So, uh, yeah, we check off another box here. So this is fun for
1: sure. (laughs) Absolutely. So listen, I've been advocating for a long time that the ice get into the Canada Life Center to play games. And clearly, if it was that easy, you'd have done it. Uh, What led for what you can tell us to this decision that you're going to play this series in the big rink in Winnipeg?
5: Yeah, great opportunity, obviously, for the organization, and uh, you know everybody really thankful to True North Sports and Entertainment for opening up their doors. Uh, the building was vacant, with unfortunately the Jets and the Moose uh, both bowing out in their respective playoff series right now. So uh, there was some dates in the calendar there that worked amongst their other many busy events that come to Winnipeg. So we were able to sneak in there for tomorrow and Saturday, and then if needed, Game Six and Seven coming up to wrap up this series. So. It uh, worked out well on the calendar, and guys have had a chance to get a quick skate in there this morning. They had about an hour on the ice, and then we'll, uh, we'll get in there for morning skates tomorrow on game day, and away we go.
1: Winnipeg versus Seattle for the WHL Championship. Yeah. I meant, should have mentioned you're playing Seattle. I got a lot of friends over there. Um, what do you know about them, by the way, the Thunderbirds, who we don't see a lot?
5: Well, you look at both of these rosters, really, Roddy, and uh, I guess you look at some of the combined numbers. If you look at Winnipeg and Seattle, you've got 18 players that have been drafted by National Hockey League teams. You've got four more that you're going to hear coming up this summer uh, in Nashville, led by Winnipeg Zach Benson, your buddy. Uh, You've got eight players that uh, have represented either Canada or Finland at the World Junior Hockey Championships together. So, these two organizations have loaded up, much like Kamloops did, the host team, and Seattle was able to knock them out in six to uh, move on, and uh, yeah, you know what, they only played each other once, and it was kind of interesting when you look on the calendar, the the only time that they played each other this year was in Winnipeg, and that was the day after the World Juniors came to an end. So it was Zach Ostopchuk's first game as a member of the Winnipeg Ice, and then the five players that played for Team Canada were all coming straight uh, into Winnipeg and everybody kind of played but you could tell everybody was just gassed from going through winning another gold medal for our country so we'll get a much better look on on what these teams are all about but there's a lot of mutual respect you talk to both sides and there's no secrets anymore everybody's watched tons of video and you know the tendencies you know the lines you know the lineups so it all comes down to playing on the game and who's able to uh, you know, make the least mistakes at the end of the night.
1: Seattle won that game, didn't they, in overtime? In overtime, yeah, 4-3. Well, so Muncy, you and I have known each other a long time, so you'll get a chunkle- <laughs> chuckle out of this. One of the Seattle staff said to me, okay. this Thunderbirds team is one of the greatest junior teams of all time. And I said, oh, stop! You know how many good junior teams there's been, but maybe they are. And I bet from your vantage point, you don't mind that talk, huh? Would Would you like to go in as the underdogs?
5: Well, for sure, right? Any Any team will take it. Uh, Winnipeg finished four points up on Seattle in the overall standings. That's why they have home ice advantage. But in a 2-3-2 series, the way this format plays, I don't really know if anybody has home ice advantage really with, with how good these teams are. If you get to Game Six and Game Seven, you obviously want to have last line change, and that's what James Patrick will have. But uh, yeah, you, you know what? And you and I grew up on this league, right? Like we think of all the teams that we've seen uh, throughout the years. That uh, it, it's going to be fun to watch. And and to be honest with you, I haven't seen the T-Birds live except for that sixty minutes. And as I talked about earlier on, that was when no one really had everything all lined up. And you know, I'm. I'm partial to the team that I work for and watch every day. So that's one of the great things about it is we'll find out tomorrow they're going to make us start playing, and and we'll see over the next couple of weeks who is the better team.
1: You mentioned the 2-3-2. Are you taking security to the (laughs) Showwear Event Center because Keener needed it (laughs) the other night for Game 5? Heard about that. Seen
5: it. Uh, I think I'll be okay. I've got uh I've got my good buddy from Humboldt, Regan Mueller, who's uh Thunderbird alumni and uh, has lived in Seattle since his playing days, uh riding shotgun with me on the radio. So uh I think
1: I'll be okay. I hope Yeah, you were raised on the mean streets of Humboldt. There's nothing gonna scare you. Yeah, hey, Yeah, He
5: he was Lanigan, he was way down south.
1: Eh? Like Yeah, it's a ways away, exactly. He's a Small towner, right. um, Munzee, he What grew about up the Brookbanks. He should have been able yeah. to handle himself, or they did all the fighting. Who knows? But um, on your drafted guys, particularly yeah. my guy Zach Benson, because I'm hearing what he's telling the scouts in his interviews, and they love him. How can you not love him? As he talked about the stage that he's on, leading, leading into his draft, you hear the fact. But art isn't. I mean, we all know who's going number one. But a huge opportunity right. here for Zach Benson.
5: Yeah, like we all expect, I think everybody that I've talked to anyway expects him to be the next Western Hockey League player chosen after Connor's taken who we assume by Chicago, unless something crazily happens. But uh yeah, you know what? It it's been a really fun couple of years watching him. Last year he was able to watch Geeky and Savoy go through it and both of those players went high to Buffalo and and to Arizona, ninth and eleventh respectively. Carson Lambos went the first round prior to that uh, to Minnesota. So he's had some players to lean on. I know James Patrick has spent a lot of time with him. And more or less I think at right now, it's just go play the game. Don't worry about all that stuff. Like he and I talked about it real quick after the draft lottery was held and talked about uh, you know, the teams are in that four, five, six, seven, eight kind of position where he's expected to go. And, you know, right away he said, boy, there, there's some really cool cities there that I'm excited to be a part of. So now he just gets to go out and play the game and kind of let those things uh, go by the wayside. But I will tell you from from a PR standpoint and, and being the guy, I guess, that kind of runs Zach's schedule for him, there's uh, all the way through since training camp this year, there hasn't been a lot of quiet time for him. We've kind of shut it off now where it's, you know, there's no more interviews. Everybody's kind of got their, uh, their time with him. And now it's his chance to just go out and uh, continue to show everybody how good he is because he's world-class for sure. And he's a great kid. Well, he, is,
1: he has put his absolute best foot forward in those interviews. That's all I can say. And that would not surprise you at all. And uh, yeah. everybody's saying if Chicago doesn't take Bedard, the only way it does it, well, not everybody, but a few. If the Blackhawks fold between now and June 27th, uh, then it won't happen. Munzo, we have a minute. What can you tell us about the Humboldt Broncos Memorial Golf Tourney this summer?
5: Yeah, lots of preparations underway for that. Uh, Jared Bedner and Lori Warford and I actually had a call on it uh, late last week and uh, BHP has jumped on as our title sponsor, so we're really excited about that. Obviously, uh, they're doing a ton in the province and, well, across the world, really. But, uh, you know, excited to have them join in. Again, it's August 12th. It's, uh, it's a one-day event. Kelly Taylor is going to come. he will be our entertainment. So uh, tickets are on sale uh, coming up here in the near future. We're just getting it out to all the corporate sponsors right now, and then we'll open it up for everybody here in the next couple of weeks to join us for another great day as we uh, continue to honor that 2017-2018 team.
1: All right, Munzi, thanks for all you do. Thanks for the time, and go finish it off. All right, Roddy. Take care. The voice of the Winnipeg Ice, Brian Munns, checking in from the Slurpee Capital. We'll be right back with Overtime. After this, still plenty to come. We'll be right back on the Game Plus Television Network, where we're very big across Manitoba and in the city of Winnipeg on Bell MTS Cable. We're on the radio, WQEE, podcast, form, and streaming. isn't it gorgeous just gorgeous that's a scene outside FLA live arena on an off day how about that still selling food down there and the Leafs fans won't leave well, they work so hard to get in can hardly kick them out now uh, no moose here in overtime which is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, which I've been meaning to talk about this all day. Four Seasons is uh, your home for the UFC and the Stanley Cup playoffs. I got a text from the owner of that fine sports bar, the Greek freak, George Nitsos, last night, and he said, if it's possible for Leafs fans to hate fans of another team any more than Boston, it's Florida. And number one, I wrote George back and said, hate is the go- is the devil's emotion. How about that? Hate is the devil's emotion, so stop. Number two, why you got to hate on Florida Panthers fans? They didn't do anything to anybody ever. And Moose is going to find this out. And the reason he's not with us is because uh, he's on a call right now, Clark said. But (laughs) Moose would probably, if not fit in, he would get it once he gets here. This is the most chill, relaxed place that I've ever been. I mean... If the Panthers win this series, it would be the people here would say, it's because we manifest it. They don't sit and trash talk the Leafs. Oh, it's because the Panthers didn't want to let the Toronto fans in? Can you blame them? They're loud, annoying, and obnoxious. George, you're loud, annoying, and obnoxious. How can you blame the Panthers for it? And stop with You said the fans. That's a different thing between the fans and the team. How can you be possibly be mad at the Florida Panthers fans. I'm taking offense at that. Did I show you all the gifts the Panthers have given me? Yes. 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 Talk about my team. What have the Leafs done for us other than... What have they done for you? Besides give you a lifetime of grief. Uh, From WQEE, Ryan O'Radio, he says, Another great show, getting ready for a Football Friday RP show. Yeah, buddy. And uh, the XFL Championship's coming up this weekend. Do you know who's in it, Clark? For a million dollars. Tell me who's in the XFL Championship. I'll wait. This is not a reflection on you, Clark. It's a reflection on how many people are following that. Ah, he's Googling it. Stop. No, it, I think, is Arlington and Houston. I think. But Reed Johnson will join us to talk about it uh, tomorrow on a football Friday. Who else did you say we had? Farhan, right. So I only work one day at a time, so I, I am not really... I'm glad that somebody's looking ahead past today, Ryan, and that would be you. Rich in Edmonton. Look at this. Chin strap up. Like the old CCM style. Rich Edmonton says, South Florida is out freaking standing. Yeah, there's no better place in the world I've ever been. Nope. Rich in Edmonton. Also says, great show today, RP. From Allie and Texarkana, she says, great show, RP squad, and great show, King RP. Have a great day. People were talking about the uh, status of the Winnipeg Ice and their arena and their, their future there. We've been asked not to get into that. And for that reason, we won't. I th- <laughs> if you can see, now that we've taken a decided turn here, but uh, Arlington and D.C. Okay, thank you, Jeff the Stamps fan. Thank you, thank you, thank you for bailing us out. I had one of the teams, right? Which, by the way, they're advertising all over. I, is it ESPN has it? I'm not sure, but it's Saturday night. I think 8 Eastern. I don't think Moose will have arrived yet from the airport. I'm going to try and get that on the telly. (laughs) Jeff the Stabs fan says, Is that Prince Charles younger and better looking, brother? How about that? I knew we had a connection. I knew we had a connection, Jeff. Oh, King Charles. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to say, but I will say, I was at that event in Red Deer. And this guy that I was sitting beside at the banquet for the event, I just met him. He was kind of giving me heck for being on my phone too much. And uh, in the middle of that, they uh, did a toast to the king. They did a a toast to the king. Ever been at those events? Well, they used to do a toast to the queen. So the guy turns and says, who's the king they're talking about? I said, I don't know. King Charles. Maybe you should be on your phone more. How about that? You should've you should have seen the look he gave me, Clark. <laughs> look, I can give I can give it all day. I can give it back all day. And it's usually whack. But I've just stopped. I've just stopped giving it back. People don't like it. Except for that night in Red Deer, a couple of weeks ago. Um, a sports update. The Philadelphia Flyers have named longtime television analyst Keith Jones as team president of hockey operations. The NHL club also removed the interim tag from general manager Danny Briere's title. Jones, a former player, spent the last 23 years as an analyst for Flyers telecasts on NBC Sports Philadelphia. I don't care what anybody thinks about this besides Joe Watson. He's the only guy, and I think I'm going to call him this afternoon to get his take. The 78-year-old two-time Stanley Cup champion with the Flyers. Jeff Reinbold back with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. The veteran CFL coach was Dame Hamilton's special teams coordinator and assistant defensive backs coach this morning. Tiger Cats also hired former CFL head coach Scott Milanovic as a senior assistant. Three-time Great Cup winning coach, most recently served as quarterback coach with the Indy Colts the last two years. Head coach Arlando Steinhauer returns for his fourth season on the, high, on the sidelines, and the coordinators Tommy Condell and Mark Washington are back, too. This sports update is for Ryan as for landmark Cinemas in theaters now, Renfield. In this modern monster tale of Dracula's loyal servant, Nicholas Holt stars as Renfield, the tortured aide to history's most narcissistic boss, Dracula, played by Oscar winner, Nicholas Cage. What a great show today. I hope you had as much fun as I did. We'll see you tomorrow for a football Friday here on Game Plus and the E. Who has more fun than us? <laughs>